This is Double Shot, episode two. I don't know if we're if we're gonna track that. I'm Ray, and I'm here with Candace. Hello. How you doing, Cam? Fantastic. You just used your nickname for me, though. Can. Let's let's yeah. step it up to professional. <laughs> <laughs> I'll try. I didn't know. I didn't know. Do you uh, want me to use your nickname? Sure. I don't know. I don't think you have one. Okay. Yeah. It's hard to shorten Ray. I know. It's uh That's not the direction most teasing in my life has taken. No, when you were um when we first met you you used to refer to yourself as the Rayhound. Mm. But it was because yeah, you were always ordering Greyhounds. Yeah. Oh, You're, I don't you can't believe I drank those. Like a Greyhound for the you know, that's what got me, Ray. What that's, even was that? Um I don't remember. It's like, it's like grapefruit juice and vodka or something. It was like when I was making lists pro and con. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> really? I had like a, a feature checklist. There's like yeah. a column for each guy, and then there's these rows. And <laughs> yeah. 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 Anyway, uh, hi. So this week we are hoping to talk a little bit about. Oh yeah! So we were going to talk about um, coffee. And this is actually kind of related to what we were talking about last week. I, it, my impression is that you're you're. Lately, we've been thinking a lot about our approach to design and mm-hmm. working with clients and basically helping people sell things online. Yeah. And for your talk, you were focused a lot on coffee. Yeah, we do We do quite a bit of work in coffee. And one of the things that I've been enjoying about coffee is how third wave coffee is making its way around the world, right? So we're in Portland. I feel like sometimes we're at the epicenter of <laughs> third wave coffee. And so it's it's been here for a while. Special to say specialty coffee. It's been yeah. here for I mean I just realized that, that Stumptown is eight eighteen years old, is yeah. that right? Yeah. And you know, you were there at the start of that. So you've been in specialty coffee for a long time, but there are places around the globe where this this desire for specialty coffee is just igniting, and it's really exciting yeah. to see. Yes. To um, for for example, what are some of the places where you're seeing that happen? Well, there's there have been a few places that I've had conversations with people lately. Okay. Um, you know, we've done some work in Saudi Arabia. Uh, had conversations with folks in. Cotter. Yeah. We've uh, done some work in Vietnam. Yeah. We've had some conversations in in South Korea. And all of these, every time a project comes up or we start talking to somebody, I think what's so exciting to me is, first, I put the time zone on my app on the phone. Mm-hmm. And I get no end of... Happiness, just opening that up and seeing like five or six world time zones. It's it's almost like I'm traveling there mm-hmm. from not traveling right. in the mind. Yes. And then the next thing I start to research is like business practices in X, you know, in whatever country, and just start to get a sense of what's what's normal, right? What culturally, yeah. And that's pretty exciting. And then also. 
you know, since oftentimes it is coffee, it's like, well, what's happening in coffee there? Did you ever see uh, the second uh, Star Trek movie where they had that, uh, they had, the enemy was Khan and he had that, that like Genesis device or whatever, where he'd like, they'd like shoot it at a planet and then the planet would like, you'd see it like turning green as it went all around the planet. That's how I picture specialty coffee. <laughs> Um, I have Just not, like in the second not Star seen Trek movie. Said really? Like, the Wrath of Khan? No. Uh, you say this like you're... Oh, they put the bugs in their ear? You say this like, like you're ah! surprised. It, it was recently that I understood the difference between Star Trek and... Star Wars? No, I knew Star Wars. Star Trek yeah. and what? Well, there's a lot of Star Trek going on. Okay. There's like the Picard... That was Star Trek, right? Uh, the, yes, the next generation. Yeah, yeah, so that's I don't understand anything. Just, they're just that. different, like uh, series that take place in the same larger universe, much right. like the sort of Rogue One series of Star Wars movies is sort of spun off from the main ones. But we're really getting off the topic here. Yeah. Let's talk more about uncharted territory. Let's talk more about uh, coffee. So, have we learned anything from? I mean, how, how, what is the challenge? So we've worked with a lot of coffee uh, businesses in, in, in the States. Mm-hmm. How have you found it? Because you're the one who talks mostly to these people. How have you found it different in, in how they're approaching coffee in these other parts of the world? Like trying to sell it, roast it, sell it, do what mm-hmm. people have been doing here for these 20 some years. So right now, if you're, roasting and selling coffee in the United States. Um, I think that there's, there's an assumption that the, the bar for entry is fantastic coffee, right? If you're, if you're doing like third wave coffee, it's, it's, you've got to have great coffee, but then so many people have so much beautiful coffee that they're roasting that 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 really isn't enough so the bar is pretty high here. the bar is pretty high so you have um you know branding becomes hugely important Mm -hmm. and but not just branding also having a a perspective or a story that's more than the way your coffee tastes so you're basically saying to someone like I fit in with your world view of yourself this bag fits on your countertop mm-hmm. you would want to walk into the roastery you would feel at home here the music would draw you in you know you're basically saying I I fit your lifestyle your sense of self better than the roastery that's like three blocks away mm-hmm. something there's just so many mm-hmm. And so I feel like the challenge then becomes how to kind of cultivate fans and customers that that want to come back again and again, like even if they move away or they want to send it to their friends and family in other places because it means something to them. And so a lot of times in that way, it's like you're talking about coffee, but you're not t- talking about coffee, right? You're talking about uh, an experience. I know we talked about this last time experience but you really are talking about culture Mm -hmm. 
that's in the United States. That's that's right, that's right. I think what what we see. And so part of that means like your website is pretty important because people are going to go to your website and they're going to try to get a sense of who you are. Does this jive with how I see myself? Do I want to go there? But then if we look at somewhere outside of the United States where there may be the first specialty coffee roaster in their area or their country, yeah. you're, you're selling the idea of specialty coffee. Right. You're, you're spending time saying it's valuable to try this. I know it's different than the coffee that you might be drinking, but you might like it. You might like it a lot. Yeah. And so we're talking about a totally different thing. And so a lot of times what we're doing is we're looking at how like more traditional coffee is showcased in that area. Like let's say Vietnam, mm-hmm. for instance. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of coffee in Vietnam, but it's not necessarily specialty coffee. And you, so I feel like, Okay, see you as a little bit more of the coffee expert, but my understanding of Vietnamese coffee beans is that uh, coffee is being grown in Vietnam, but the beans are being put in like blends or they're not they're not really when I see people having like specialty coffee lots, it's not often this beautiful Vietnamese oh, no, yeah, coffee yeah. right so um that's the perception and you look at coffee packaging in in Vietnam or packaging in general and it's all very bright and there's a lot going on um, and so when we've worked in Vietnam we were trying to say like first let's let's figure out how to talk about um, Vietnamese coffee in a specialty coffee way because this particular client is going and finding these beautiful coffees and roasting it in a third wave Right. Specialty coffee way. And so the packaging had a lot to do with showing that we still cared about the region and the land, but then also sort of elevating this particular coffee and making it look like something that's special, something that you might want to set aside and say, I might try that. I've never tried that before. It's different. Mm -hmm. It's not an interesting way. It feels like that's how you were probably... Designing for a coffee 20 years ago here, maybe. My, so it seems to me that like what you're kind of talking about, or what we've ex- seen happening in like, say in a part of the Middle East that hasn't really been exposed to third wave coffee or something like that, or, or you know, maybe in like Vietnam or South Korea or, or somewhere like that. It's like, if you're not already kind of a tourist or whatever, you know, if you haven't, if you haven't traveled a lot, you're you're probably not really aware of that. And if you were to come to the States 25 years ago, you know, you were surrounded by second wave coffee. A lot of people have what you would call second wave coffee or, or what you, you know, they're probably just having, let's say that they have a coffee culture already. Mm -hmm. They have a culture of getting a percolator out and like, burning their coffee making it taste terrible and you know you go to new orleans and they have terrible to your oh sure 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 i mean by i'm just saying by third wave coffee standards like if you go to new orleans a lot of people there really like having chicory in their coffee but the reason that they started doing that was because their coffee tasted like shit and so they had they and they maybe they didn't even have much of it so they put some chicory in to kind of and 
that has become part of their culture. And if you go to, you know, a, a Middle Eastern restaurant, even here, you're going to get a style of coffee at the end of your meal that you're not used to. And as, as a third way of coffee aficionado, you're going to probably think critically of that coffee. But to them, it's like perfect. It's yeah. really well balanced. The it, it It's perfect with a little baklava at the end of the meal or, or, or you know, what, whatever. And going in somewhere like that, there are going to be people, I imagine, who are not going to like your coffee or what you're doing to coffee because to them – you're, it's almost like a little kind of a microcosm of a culture war thing. But well, yeah, because it does seem like it is a, a younger generation that's interested in third wave coffee. Right. So um, what you'll see a lot is that uh, people will grow up in a culture where coffee is hugely important. Mm-hmm. It's It's a part of having people over. It's a part of... You know, someone comes over, you sit down, you make coffee, you There's an talk. enormous cultural context for them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's meaningful. It's like you saw your parents serving coffee. You grew up around it. And then all of a sudden there's this way to embrace that, those memories and that culture and all of that, while also experiencing something really kind of new and exciting, which is mm-hmm. the third wave coffee but it's still coffee and so it's like it's not your parents coffee but it's still kind of ingrained in you as as something meaningful and i think those stories they they i find them so interesting because that's that's not the coffee culture i necessarily grew up with so i wouldn't say growing up that coffee was a critical part of my culture. I didn't see my parents have people over and sit down and always make them a cup of coffee and spend mm-hmm. time with them. And so, you know, to hear hear someone who says this is just deep deeply meaningful to me, it's a huge part of my culture and 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 the way that I've seen family and friends interact for years and and I'm super passionate about bringing what I think is like this beautiful coffee and and weaving it into something that I already love about my culture to to be a part of that has has been really interesting it mm-hmm. it's really changed the way that I look at coffee mm-hmm. like uh I think in some ways I used to think of coffee as I don't know similar to other I like okay we yeah we design for coffee but I've never worked in a coffee shop or a coffee roastery and so to me it was like well I, I like the people mm-hmm. I think it's enjoyable but sort of the more that we work with people worldwide the more I start to see how how much coffee has influenced culture and people mm-hmm. it's a uh, I always find it. I'm falling, I, I'm falling in love. I find it interesting <laughs> to see when coffee, like coffee as a a commodity, like to think about like all of the efforts and and, and work that people are putting into third wave coffee. It's like something that a, a lot of the middle Middle East hasn't really seen, which is interesting because that's where coffee comes from. Mm-hmm. And so it's interesting to think that like uh, you know it's it's spreading this far now, you know, and those, that kind of philosophy of making coffee. Yeah. It's coming home. Yeah. You know, there's something to me that's really interesting about 
uh, coffee culture in general. And I've I've tried to think about it. When we first started out, we weren't necessarily 100% focused on coffee. Like we knew coffee, we knew people in the coffee industry, and so it would be natural for a larger percentage of our clients to be in coffee than other industries. But we weren't just going after coffee. Mm -hmm. But one thing that I'd realized is that we would work with, you know, some coffee roasters and sometimes um, winemakers and people in food. And then we would work in, in other industries. And I started realizing how much I enjoyed working with and spending time with people that were in like coffee, food, wine. And I started trying to figure out what it was, Mm -hmm. right? Like what's, what's happening here? What's different? And this is all, I think we've talked about this before, but it's, it's like if you're working with an agricultural product, something that is planted and takes time, I feel like the, the people who are part of that industry have a sense that things take time, things need to grow, and that includes relationships. Mm-hmm. That that means coming back year after year, kind of more likely to want to have a meal and, and chat, more likely to want to spend a little bit of time and get to know you, and um, are less likely to think that things can happen really quickly and be good. And... And also, like people in coffee are very well traveled, and they consistently work with people at source and here. And so they're often working with people from different cultures and becoming aware of different cultures. And it just makes for such a well-rounded, interesting person. In yeah, general. that's. I guess I. Yeah, I mean, I guess you've said that before. That's interesting to think about, it, and it makes a lot of sense. Do you know, I said that to someone once, and they said, what do you mean coffee is an agricultural product? <laughs> and, it <made> me, <laughs> and it made me realize that we, here, when we get coffee, we're so far away from yeah. how that coffee came to be it's that true. I don't think that a lot of people really think about it as like a plant that grew. <laughs> I mean, I don't mean to laugh about it, because I think about myself years ago, and I probably had that same perception like, I think about wine as an agricultural product, but I spent some of my early childhood in Napa in California, and I would drive by those grapes all the time. Yeah. So, like, I knew, before I knew, before I'd ever had wine, I knew, like, oh, that's growing grapes yeah, for wine. But, you know, I've, have we ever, the closest I've ever come to seeing a coffee plant was um, at SCA, they had, like, someone had a coffee plant in mm. a planter, and I was like, whoa! It's so amazing. (laughs) Yeah. But it's, you know, it starts at a farm. And folks that work in coffee that are going to source, they're going to farms and they're talking to farmers and they're talking to people who are, to speak different languages and have different experiences. And what a cool industry. Yeah, it's true. Well, the... That's exciting that we're we're working with those types of clients. I, I, uh, I hope it's not too hard on your schedule. <laughs> um, <laughs> I lately been coming in extremely early or leaving extremely late for those kinds of things. Yeah, it's uh, 
No, it's, uh, yeah, oftentimes like 6.30 in the morning is our time is the best time for um, a chat. Oh, by the way, I'm starting to love WhatsApp. Oh, yeah? Yes. It's it's amazing. It's like you can have a call. You can have a video call. You can send, you can text, you can send photos. It sounds like messages. Yeah, kind of. I don't know. I don't know why I like it so much. Well, probably it just Because it's like messages, but you can use it with people with Android phones, I guess. I have no idea. I assume. I mean, you can. No, I'm saying you can. Yeah. I just remember, so a few months ago, I was doing some work with... um, We were doing some work with La Marzocco, but with their... their Italy. Italy. Italy, yeah. I was going to say their... um, Home, Home Depot department. That's not yes with Italy, and uh, so they had asked like, "Oh, do you have WhatsApp?" and and I'm always up for trying new technologies, although I'm terrified of new technologies. And I like, installed it and started using it, and I realized right away that it's just it's short enough. It's like it's not like email. Like you're not gonna write this huge long text or email so there's something about it where i feel really comfortable um having direct conversations with people from all different countries where we're using english but for most of the people that i'm talking to english isn't necessarily their first language sure and there's something so beautiful and clear about it because we're just working towards a common understanding. And of course, we're always, uh, you can put emojis, so happy faces or whatever. So that's like cross language. You can be friendly. But besides that, it just, there's something about it that I feel like it it's like developing something close to a, a friendship. But mm-hmm. it's, cli- you know, it's a client. Mm-hmm. We're talking to clients, but we're talking in a way that uh, feels very collaborative and supportive. And, um, and I, so I, right now I, I have someone that I'm talking to that's, you know, from the Middle East, someone that I'm talking to from Italy, and then someone in Argentina. And I found with all of them, that same thing starts to happen on WhatsApp, but not as much. It's harder to develop with email. So it's a group of all three of them I've emailed and then started using WhatsApp. And so just sort of looking at the types of conversations we have on the two I'm gonna do. I'm gonna write a paper about. You already. I'm about have. to write. Oh, <laughs> is that wasn't that your thesis? Uh, so my thesis was on your, online communication yeah. versus face to face. I mean, this was way before any of this stuff. This was right, but just as I was talking yeah. to you about this, I realized thesis part two. Right. Email versus WhatsApp. Yeah. So, so can you use WhatsApp like on your computer, or is it just I on a mobile device? Haven't. I don't believe you can, but yeah. I'm I'm not yeah. I'm not sure. I'm I'm the most casual of WhatsApp users just out there. Dip in the toe in just dipping the toes. Dip in the toe in. I was like um, me trying to set up a shared room in Slack. The other team mm-hmm. just never even responded. I guess that's not gonna work. <laughs> <laughs> Big Everyone to... responds with WhatsApp. Well I mean it's you know friendly yeah these are yes this was not with a client yours yeah. are with a, a client or a potential client but that's yeah. cool that's that's really interesting i'd love to see what that looks like on your phone at some yeah. point um i i would love 
I would love we'll to figure out. Put a link to it in the show notes. I'd love to figure out what the difference is psychologically. Like why, when we move from email to something like WhatsApp, the tone, it's like taking a breath and just sort of uh, working together with someone rather than composing email. Probably with email, it's like there's this desire to start with the hello, then the uh, friendly hope this yeah, finds email like, it has that whole uh, you gotta have formalities and yeah. you've gotta you've gotta compose all your thoughts into one thing and if you put too many in there people will miss half of them and whereas with a text it's like any sort of a text yeah. form of communication you basically say one thing someone yeah. else probably responds and you say and it has that immediacy that lets you have a more fluid interaction mm-hmm. it's great for like when we're in the process of discovery and, and trying to get an idea of, um, especially if it's if we're working with someone in another country, so we're start trying to get an idea of like what what's happening on the ground there, what's actually happening design wise, so we can do some research. Mm-hmm. But it really helps if you know if someone's like living in the country and they're just sort of taking photos or, or sending things and whatsapp is a really easy way to just send like a string of like i just walked by this place or um here's here's some searches it's easy for people to take a screenshot of what's on their phone right mm-hmm. and then send that mm-hmm. so if they're looking at something it's easy to ching boom mm-hmm. that's how it goes ching boom yeah like that um it's you know, great. I'd be interested in, because that's not, there's other forms too. There's like a phone call. So it's like, mm-hmm. for me, the reason that I'm like constantly leaning on things like messages and Slack and just I'm so reluctant to make calls or write emails is because I feel like text messaging lands somewhere in the middle where you're not tying up someone's attention completely. Mm-hmm. But if you notice something, you can just quickly send a message you don't have the baggage of writing a full email and you don't have the baggage of having a formal conversation on the phone or via Skype or whatever. It's just like, you know, we have clients who just randomly send us text messages. Hey, I saw this font. I thought it was cool. Yeah. Well, the thing about WhatsApp is you can do a video call, but because you're holding your phone, Mm -hmm. it's that same sort of relaxed sense. Like, um, you know, the other day I had a video call and somebody was at a track uh-huh. and, you know, stepped off and sat down and chatted. And it's like, because we were doing, you're like, we'll just chat via WhatsApp. There wasn't the sense that they had to be, you know, in the studio with the perfect backdrop with your Skype call. It's like, okay, we just have a couple things to chat about. Let's, let's bring this into our day and let's have this quick conversation. And it, and it felt um, felt great. I don't know. I I was so terrified to use it that I was actually really pleasantly surprised at how much I'm enjoying using it. Well, on that note, um, we'll post in the show notes a link to um, Candace's account on WhatsApp, so you can. Oh, I thought you were going to say my thesis. <laughs> uh, we have that somewhere, yeah. uh, and. Uh, um, I guess we won't talk about my new iPhone. Oh, Ray, your new iPhone. Does that do we next week? Maybe Would you next like to talk week. Talk a little bit about that next week. That's it's, gonna be the it's running a beauty. Joke. Don't drop it before then. <laughs> <laughs> I got Apple Care. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll 
uh, see you guys next week.